Welcome to Nerds Who Get Laid. Sometimes. I am your host, Nathan. And with us tonight is Ray Hancock. And with us is also Mike Lemonade. Hi, <laughs> shit! I thought you were gonna say my name. <laughs> you ruined the musical podcast, guys. Well, this is gonna be a uh, special episode. It's gonna be Stephanie's last episode. <laughs> it's a tragedy because she God. isn't singing. I'm gonna sing the whole podcast. You can kick me out if you want. Welcome to Nerds I'm Get singing. Laid. <laughs> I'm singing. I'm singing, and it's okay. <laughs> so this is Nerds Get Laid sometimes, and as sometimes, you can hear, yes. we are. Only four here tonight. Um, yeah. Skeleton crew. Never well, forget. It's uh, we actually showed up today. Uh, me, Ray, and Mike went on a, uh, a walkabout earlier today, <laughs> and we came back and there was an envelope on the door, and it said addressed to the guys. And we opened it mm-hmm. up, and it's actually it was a picture of uh, TJ and Blaze. Um, it was. I mean, TJ I, was wearing a veil. It was weird. It yeah, was weird. They were uh, on a beach. Yeah, and it says uh, not coming back. Yeah, I think it said. At the bottom, later boners. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was, it was a little childish. Yeah. I mean, well, it was signed. It was signed T.J. Catcher, yeah. a Blaze pitcher. Yeah. I don't know what that. Well, was I think about. the worst part was just Is that it baseball season. Eh? Yeah. I don't. I knew nothing about sports. I so. don't know. They were, they were just holding each other's crotches so hard that it just well, it took away from the sunset in the picture. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I guess they finally done it. They've been threatening it for a while, and they they, they have know, been threatening. You that. know, it's just every once in a while, yeah. you, know, you guys are gonna lose us if you don't mm-hmm. treat us better, and we continue to treat them like shit because we don't care. And I think they just feel safer. Ops. Yeah, better there. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm still kind of communicating with Blaze. I haven't told you guys, but apparently they're gonna create a Splinter podcast. And it's gonna be called uh, uh, Hot Bods and Gay Rods. I don't. I think it's gonna be about. Auto mechanics, but I'm not yeah. like really happy auto sure. mechanics. Yeah, yeah. happy auto hot mechanics. rods. I'm not sure. Well, good for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I didn't fun. realize they were so into cars, but I, yeah. me either. I mean, it's not our milieu, but if yeah, if they want to go that route, I'm supportive. We're supportive. <laughs> we yeah. support them. We're we're all for it. So hashtag uh, bods and rods, guys. Bods and rods. Bods and rods. So you know, the best of luck to them. But you know, enough about them. Let's bring it back to what we love to talk about, and that's us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so Stephanie's here, uh, failing at everything. You know, we we told her it was a musical everything. podcast, yeah. and we wrote lyrics out. I mean, literally the, on 30, the sheet in front of her. Thirty pages just gone to crap. And I had a week to study it. And yeah. I, just, you know, well, choked. the worst part is that she's gone through like five mics. I mean, she is in the other room. I mean, definitely yeah. talks that loud. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, her vibrato. It, 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 vibrato. It, it's yeah. mind numbing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> throwing out those technical terms. Yeah, yeah the vibrato. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if that's a type of metal or a type of Italian dish. A vibrato? You guys don't know what that is. Trust me. You don't. Well, actually, no. I was doing the. Uh, me and this chick did the vibrato last night. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a karate move. So you vibrate your body so hard that people can't hit you. It disorients your opponent. Oh, okay, that's a cool superhero term. It is. <laughs> the vibrato man. <laughs> that's what my cod piece is made out of, is vibrato. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Ray, Fish. what's going on with the news? So, in the news today, <coughs> they've, an, and well, I don't think it was today, but they announced that there may be a suicide. 
Really? That was the thing you're going I don't hear you. I'm just thinking, I bet this going to be Batman Superman <laughs> The first thing I saw, you're like, suicide. No. I felt really bad. Um, then it became funnier. So there's some more news on Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Come on. Uh, like, we talk about that every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Suicide Squad, they may be making a movie with David Ayers, maybe involved with it. Uh, Dude, no shit. David Ayers? Yeah, Who in Watch, that? Training Day, and he's also doing that uh, Fury movie with Brad Pitt, mm. the World War II one. What right, did he do in yeah. Training Day? Because the director was Anton Fuqua. Well, maybe he was the producer or the writer. Whatever you produce my nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but Suicide Squad, are you, uh, you're our DC expert. Are you... I don't read it. You don't read it. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's bad guys that have gone to prison, and they give them the suicide missions, and you can get your I'm sentence reduced. About it, it, it's, it's a, called Twenty One Jump Street. It's a lot of um, a lot of characters like uh, in the new Fifty Two, Deadshot, Mom. Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Cheetah, Black Manta, Deathstroke, and Joker's daughter have been on the team. Yeah, is that her name, Joker's daughter? As far as I know, I don't know what her actual name is. I am the Joker's daughter. I don't know either. I don't read that at all. Like, yeah, uh, I know about. I don't know. Like, most of those characters just aren't uh, ones I'm big. No, they're not. Of. They're not heavy hitters at yeah. all. No, no. Like Harley Quinn and yeah. Deadshot. Well, I guess Deathstroke is now. Deathstroke is kind of cool, but yeah, like even like Harley Quinn, I, I like her when she's supporting stuff. But I, I'm not all for everybody trying to make her this uh, you know, the grandiose, main. you know, yeah, main. So uh, from there, uh, there have been a lot uh, like. Arrow's been going strong and been uh, people have been loving it. Um, they've got the spinoff with, with Flash. Constantine's going to be coming out. They announced Teen Titans. We've got Gotham coming out. Um, and now they announced that uh, Supergirl is going to be on CBS. So this is yet one more um, DC TV show yeah. that, that, that's in development and going to be coming out. And also, like... They already have CW, Fox, NBC, and CBS. Those are all the the stations that DC stuff is going to be on. It's Getting pretty it wild. There. Yeah, getting it out there, man. I feel mm-hmm. like they're going to get Tar Hero. This they're just going to flood the market. Oh, they're definitely running. Well, yeah, that. that's, that's what I'm kind of afraid of. Yeah, it's just going to saturate the market, and then nobody's going to care about it anymore. Yeah, where it, like with all the stupid vampire movies and things like that, it just. Yeah. I mean, granted, they were making shitty vampire movies. Way before, um, but yeah, the, then then it, uh, there was a flood, and now it's just kind of this weird passe thing. Yeah, it's that's what I'm afraid of because the Arrow show is, it's on CW. It's okay. Yeah, it's pretty. I good like show. it because I love that kind of stuff. But like, I try, uh, you know, I, I think if you're not into like superheroes or hero kind of stuff, no, nah, my wife loves okay. it, and she, that's true. And, and she's not. She into doesn't it. care at all about superheroes that much, and she loves it. Um, I'm actually the one that's just like, this is, this is a good show, but like, yeah. I mean, she loves it. Um, I just watch it in the like that. I watch it because I want to watch it. I want to like f- because I, they're so they throw so many little villains and things like that, little tidbits, little Easter eggs in it. Um, but the acting in it's pretty bad uh, in the first season. I haven't gotten real, real far in. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say. I mean, I mean, because it the only person that's really a bad actress, and I'm kind of same way. Like uh, the, the first couple episodes is the uh, main love interest, the one whose uh, sister Laurel. Yeah, I guess she's yeah. like the the uh, lawyer yeah. for him. Yeah, she's not that great of an actress. Because um, the guy plays Arrow, he's what he needs to be. He's kind of one dimension, just like yeah. You don't understand me. Maybe that's what it is. Because I, I mean, again, this is a TV show, and it's not like but an got, HBO yeah. TV show. But it's one of those things. I mean, you got to put it up there just with uh, how uh, what was that uh, 
Marvel show you guys loved that was so Shields. Yeah, Shield, oh, yeah. Shield which was terrible. Agents at of first. Shield, the first few episodes were bad. Yeah. And the character development is not great and the um yeah. the char- the the acting other than director Col or Colson is like subpar for sure. Yeah. It's one of those things that it grows and gets better. And they yeah. kind of find their own voice. And I'm thinking that's what because uh, I watched like a super extended uh trailer for uh the Flash finally. Yeah. I, I'm interested actually. I think like, that'll uh, be good. It's it's one of those things I, I was worried how they would do the Flash, but you know it's TV show graphics, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Um. So I'm for that. Supergirl. I. That's one of those things that they're probably going to try and redo Smallville. I almost would guarantee you that is they want to ca- they want to capture that magic because I mean Smallville was on forever. God, was it like it was at it least was, nine? It was, was it eleven a, seasons? It was over a decade. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Okay. That stuff was on when I was in high school. Yeah, it like, came on, and yeah, like like it was like my sophomore or freshman year of high school. That shit premiered. Yeah, yeah. So it was on for a while, and people really loved it. I, it wasn't for me. I didn't really ever care for it, but I had a, a lot of friends. Yeah, I tried was to like, watch the first few seasons yeah. of it. First wa- season, uh, per uh, usual, was bad. I watched the, the first eight seasons and just couldn't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched to the finale, and I was like, "This show sucks." Yeah, I had to watch the last episode. I just gave up. Yeah, actually, dude, like I mean, just as a quick, like, I gave it five hundred episodes. Uh, my wife loves the show Lost. Watched every episode, and God, then refuses to watch the last episode. She's like, "No, I'm Good. not gonna watch it." That, <laughs> that's probably for the best. I was like, "Why would you not?" Uh, anyway, but it's but just the like Sopranos as well. There, yeah. there are some shows I'm like that. The last season of How I Met Your Mother, someone actually spoiled the ending for me, and I was like, "Screw that! Screw that show! I'm not going to watch that anymore." Yeah, that's there. There is shows like uh, like I mean, Heroes was a perfect example. Like, I love the first two, but it seasons, didn't even actually have an ending. Died out was the bad thing. Well, because it was so bad, no one watched it. I watched. <laughs> that that carnival season was horrible. I, see, I that was the thing. I enjoyed the the villain from the carnival. I liked him, and I I like carnival stuff. So I was into that idea. Just on the cruise, <laughs> sees every time <laughs> Barnum and Bailey comes in. <laughs> but uh, back onto the DC shows. It's just like I'm I'm interested, but I, I definitely I guess it depends on the quality of writing and what they're going to put into it because it's definitely. The movies are all there, every, you mm-hmm. know, and there's this giant lineup. So, I mean, next is, of course, going to be TV. They're going to saturate yeah. it. And it's how good of a job are they going to do? Because, like, stuff like Constantine, they can throw it out there. And for most people that are going to watch it, they're going to have they no idea. They don't know that that's a comic book. That, yeah, they'll never at once, uh, you know, think, oh, this is, you know, a DC comic. Yeah. So that that's by itself. That's just DC trying to make money. But stuff like Supergirl and all that. Uh, I mean, that's that's blatantly... But at the same time, uh, I mean, they're getting up. They're trying to beat Marvel to something, and they're doing. Yeah. They're beating Marvel. Yeah, and TV shows big time. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, well, we'll see what happens with the Netflix stuff. But um, I don't think Shield is. Netflix doesn't count. That's not on TV. TV shows. Anybody, man. anybody can do Netflix nowadays. So uh, Microsoft bought out Minecraft for two point five billion with a B dollars. Do y'all do y'all do Minecraft? Anyone here? No. A lot of my friends do. Mojang, yeah, I have a lot of friends. That Mojang do. is set. Dude's gonna retire now. Oh gosh, yeah. I've heard a lot of like ten year olds <laughs> play uh, it. So I, I don't know, like ten year old, like twelve year old. I know people from like six years old all the way up to like their forties that play this. I've never religiously. <laughs> yeah, I've never played it, but I have a lot of friends. No, that do. Uh, I didn't play it on a computer. I downloaded the uh, mobile app for the iPad. Mm-hmm. I had a lot. It's fun. I mean, I can see why people get into it. Like, uh, I don't, 
I don't play the actual game because I think there's an actual game over at night, like uh, monsters come out and you're yeah. building yourself a, a palace. To Survival mode. Yeah. Um, that, uh, But I can get because, I mean, you go to the worlds these guys are building. I mean, like they've done the whole Westeros. They're yeah. building that in detail. And the rendering is pretty good because at first you're like, ah, it's kind of blocky, but it's 8-bit, but it looks amazing. Yeah. Um. So and I can get why it's so popular for these nerds that go in there and recreate, it, and then you can go walk around in it. It's just cool. So, do you think two point five billion for Microsoft to spend on that is kind nah, of absolutely ridiculous? not? For I think them spending that we, legitimizes well, what it is a we, little bit more because we talked about this last Sunday actually a little bit because because they were talking about yeah. buying it. Um. But I mean the merchandising alone on top of stuff i mean because it's not just a video game it's it's shirts action yeah. figures and i guarantee toys, you there's toys in walmart movies and stuff, yeah. and stuff like well yeah so i mean it's it's a big market it makes sense yeah um they finally have a date for the deadpool well number one the deadpool movie got greenlit february 12th 2016 we're going to get a deadpool movie um and all the fans who Deadpool fans are crazy. Power fans, the internet, man. Yeah, want it. Want to make sure that it is an R-rated movie. It's not. Um, I don't think it will be. Um, but with them putting that in the February twelfth slot, that kicked Assassin's Creed, which was in that slot, out. It's not on their list anymore. And the because uh, Fanta- uh, this is Fox, Fantastic Four movie moved from June to August. Uh, that all happened well, this week. Well, apparently they're doing the, the Fantastic Four because of the success Guardians had. Cause they yeah, because everyone thought that August was just the dumping, dumping ground. It, and, I mean, it really – it's actually getting now where there's no bad time to drop a movie. No. Like, yeah. the blockbusters, they're definitely – that's still going to be, you know, summer, summer blockbusters. Way, but, yeah. I mean, and that's what – Guardians, I still haven't seen it. So, I mean, I but, I mean, I've heard it's a great movie. But it was so successful because there wasn't a lot that came out that was good this year. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot of powerful wasn't. movies. And I think they got really good. And I think Fox is going to find that that's I, – I, I'll be surprised if they have the same luck with Fantastic Four, honestly. I, yeah. I think they're just hoping. Yeah. At this point. Hoping and praying. I think they're just trying to keep the franchise right now. Yeah. Um, but the Deadpool movie, I don't know. I mean, I don't – I like Deadpool. I've read his comics. They're funny. I'm not a huge Deadpool fan. I know Nate, you said recently you've been reading yeah, some of the stuff. I'd watch the movie. Uh, I would definitely watch yeah. the movie. I liked him. I thought he was the only good thing in well, uh, Ryan Reynolds was in the uh, Wolverine movie. I still enjoy the guy that played Sabretooth in that movie. Oh, that's uh, true. He was good too. I, I, you know, wasn't like per comp, but I thought he was good. But actually, I hated uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, as. I don't know, like as his. Wade Wilson. Yeah. Oh, I thought he I did mean, a great I, job. And I don't know why. I think it's just his. You know, you read comics and you put your own voice on something, and yeah. that's just not the voice I put for him. Gotcha. I, I imagine someone with a more manly voice. Okay. And Ryan Reynolds doesn't have a manly voice. I think. I mean, besides that, I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, because that screen test that came out screen was test good. wasn't terrible. Like I said, yeah. um, I just don't know how well a Deadpool. I don't think he's well enough. Well, I mean, but I Guardians. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how we can't. You know. well, that's not an excuse like you can throw out anymore. It's not well enough known because. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a huge Marvel fan and knew very little about Guardians of the Galaxy before they announced it. But that, that at the same time, though, what you're walking down, Guardians of the Galaxy, it didn't have to be known characters because it was a space adventure. Yeah, that's true. So it's that's not true. like you're coming and seeing superheroes. Like, like when the origin. first time Star Wars came yeah. out, you didn't have yeah. to know who Luke's... It's space adventure. Know, yeah. 
you put a superhero like you know if you made a, a, a like a superhero kind of like a, you know a knockoff superman and you made a movie yeah that had no backing like jumper when that came out like a lot of people were like well why are they just making up their own superhero yeah because that i don't believe that i think i don't think that had a franchise that was off of they were trying to create their own yeah um so with deadpool having a fan base is definitely going to help yeah and he it's does have hurt. one yeah big time everybody big time. likes deadpool bear by like five tickets yeah, <laughs> for real. Or we're never getting any good X movies anymore. Um, Doctor Strange, uh, Screen Daily has announced that the release date for Doctor Strange is going to be July 8th, 2016. So um, before, before the, you know, Marvel had sent out all their dates that these uh, there are going to be movies on this, these dates. That's the one they... Marvel hasn't made an official announcement, but that's when Screen Daily is saying that that may, may come out. Um. So in 2016, that'll be in July, February. We'll have the Deadpool one. Um, I can't. I think I can't remember when um, the Avengers one's supposed to be out, but I think that's in 16 too, isn't it? Yeah, Avengers two. Um, another reboot on the way. I know Mike's looking forward to this one. Uh, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Rebooting it. They're really gonna reboot. <laughs> They're really gonna reboot it. Because it was such a novel idea to begin with. I mean, it was a really good movie to begin with. It's like that movie was kind of a joke when it came out. Yeah. And they're going to reboot that? I mean, how do you reboot a character? I don't remember what the villain. It was a guy with a hook. I, who it, has it, it these was, ideas? It, it was a, a fisherman in a black slicker. Yeah. With a meat hook. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the franchise you're trying to hold on to? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I guess it's to appeal to all the people. Uh, See, now I guess now it's it's the 90s nostalgia, whatever crap. Yeah. And so these are all people who like Reap what not only stream. not only saw the movie, I guess, but read the book. Um, you know, well, cuz it's a it's an RL RL yeah. sign. Uh, I don't think I so. Think. It's the same person that wrote Scream. Oh. Funny enough. Okay, cuz I thought so it was the same story. I thought it was a Fear Street book, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I yeah, well, I mean, you're the librarian. I you tell me. I don't know. I have to, I have to look it up. <laughs> you better it. go to your Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> My card catalog. Yeah. What about your Dewey Decimal? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's... That's not news. That's not news. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about that. Yeah. Well, we have one more thing on the news, and it is probably some of the biggest news uh -oh. that we have ever had on the show. Oh, I shit. feel like are you are you gonna are you gonna uh, up for bullshit are you gonna go and post and put a drum roll right here? <laughs> <laughs> but Hold up. So this week <laughs> on the internet, Say it. someone was wrong. Amazon.com. Oh, oh yeah, the return. Yeah, of oh, surge, surge. Yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> yeah. That was listen. Cool. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna hijack this for a second. Give more of a shit. Um, it's when. From the time I was 17 till I was about 22, I worked at a computer store. They didn't have computers in World no, War II. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, I would go to Burger King. Was and it I would a get typewriter a store? <laughs> I would get a chicken crisp sandwich that they don't have anymore. I was mad when they quit doing that. But I kept going because they had Shepherd's Pie. They had Surge. Man. I'm going to power through this, guys. <laughs> I don't care how many jokes you tell Did me. Did you take the wagon down to the milk <laughs> shop? I would go and get Surge Did out of the fountain. They had Surge there? They had Surge on tap. I don't remember that. And I remember the faithful day I went in and the sticker you're like, soda jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, where's your Surge? <laughs> uh, the sticker was off the fountain. That'll be a nickel. And I went up 
and I was so scared, and I pushed the button, <laughs> and Surge <laughs> came out. <laughs> the next day, I, I was, okay, the sticker was off yesterday. I'm fine. I went, and I swear to you, if it wasn't orange soda, <laughs> ruined my day. So let me shut Ray up search. for a minute and kind of give, so there's a, been a Facebook movement that started a while back. It's called, you know, Bring Back Surge. Oh, it was even before Facebook. There have been a movement since yeah, the 90s. But this is the movement that made it happen. Yeah. So let's talk about the what actually happened. Relevant movement. Yeah, the relevant. <laughs> not all that half-assed Ray at his house. Ray just riding <laughs> every day. Just right every day. Right. <laughs> Calling Coca-Cola. Yeah, like spending a fortune in stamps. <laughs> But uh, they started this movement. Telegraphs? Are you kidding? <laughs> and I remember I went and liked it just because I was like, "Yeah, I like Surge. This is kind of uh, interesting." And then uh, they would do call blitzes. They would do like yeah. a monthly call blitz where they call, uh, you know, Coke and say, "We want Surge back." And then uh, last year, they did a Kickstarter and raised money to get a billboard uh, right across the street from Coke's headquarters. And the billboard said, "Hey, Coke, we couldn't buy Surge, so we bought this billboard instead." And they kept on hitting and hitting. And finally, uh, Coke, Rinlin, and, and they made this deal with Amazon. Right now, it's an Amazon exclusive where they're going to keep releasing these because uh, I think they're 16-ounce cans, 14 bucks. I mean, it's not a bad deal. And I actually had uh, – my buddy had one the other day because oh, like, so like, like an ass, I actually saw it, and I put, I went on Amazon. I was there. I put it in my, uh, my cart. And I was like, I'll buy it later because I had, I had a $25 gift card. I was like, I need to fill up my cart first, not thinking anybody else would buy it. Yeah, this guy got it. He's been selling the cans on eBay for about twenty five dollars a can. Oh he sold God. at least four of them Dude. for that much, Josh. Um, fucking figures. But uh, anyway, so I got, but uh, you know, we put one in the cooler and uh, he split one, and I was, it was better than I remember it being. It's blow like I'm a Mountain I'm Dew fan actually, right but like it's such a, a brighter taste. It had that citrus to it, just really sets it off. I'm blown away that it ever failed. Actually, Surge is, was always, I always drank There's it. There's too many up. citrus drinks in the market. I mean, maybe back then, you. but at the time that they were trying. I mean, because and I, reading some more research, exactly what happened. Coke made Surge to try and get in on the Mountain Dew market because Mountain Dew still to this day is one of the top four uh, pop drinks. And like, because like not even Coke and Pepsi, they're barely holding on now. Like Mountain Dew is of course one right in there. So of course Coke's like, well, Pepsi's making all this money. We need to make ours, which was Surge. It failed, and then they made Volt, and it failed, and it's like, so here goes this. What about Mellow Yellow? Yeah, Mellow Yellow <laughs> does not count. But anyway, it's good. I, I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed. The power of the internet. Kind of, I mean, that's two success stories of the power of the internet, Deadpool and Surge. <laughs> For real. I mean, truly. I mean, there was Deadpool was a completely dead project that you know got leaked out, and then all of a sudden people erupted about it, and they're like, let's make the movie. And then here goes some jerks that started up a Facebook page and got enough people to donate money and stuff like that and got a multi-billion dollar company to remake a soda they haven't made in years. So pretty impressive. Yeah. And I'm hoping I can get in on phase three of get 25 search. bucks, man. You can get one from Josh. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, as soon as I saw it was $14 for a case, I, I bet like Ray was like, <laughs> scoffing about like, all the like <laughs> quarters and nickels he was going to have to go like... <laughs> He had to go pick up cans for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Take bottles down to the recycling yeah. center. He was like calling Amazon trying to haggle the price. And I'm like, 14 Listen, that's a little too expensive. What, what do you think about, about four? Yeah, about Throwing sh- shipping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, yeah. A, and a pack of Zebra Stripe. We'll call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe some penny candy. You said Zebra Stripe, but I thought you said Zima. 
Dude, that would be even better. Throw in case of Zoa. Swear to God, there's some assholes sitting on like a couple cases of Zima, just waiting for that to come back around. Like, I want to be rich. That and some saltwater taffy. <laughs> Zima saltwater taffy <laughs> and surge. <laughs> and surge. God, Ray's gonna be. Dead. So if you have some surge out there, send it to me. Yeah, or need just that. Why don't you? Belly up that fourteen. <laughs> there ain't none anymore. Yeah. Can I you be try. on a waiting list? Is that? I mean, oh like well. Funny story, actually. Uh, <laughs> the guy, the guy Brad, that comes on a podcast every once in a while, he saw it. It was in stock. Instead of buying it, he went and updated his Facebook saying, "I just bought Surge to do a social." He's so addicted to social media that like, this is just a rag on him. And by the time he got done posting it and like you know like patting himself on the back, he went to buy it. It was sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why didn't you buy it then post? Because even when you buy stuff on Facebook, this is what I love about the media. When you buy something on Amazon now, it allows you to share on Facebook, on Facebook. Look what I just bought. Like, you pretentious bastards that do that. <laughs> Don't go on my Facebook. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the news. When we come back, we're going to bore you to death with some crap. Put on your turtle necks. Yeah. Get out the uh, brandy. Welcome back, nerds, <laughs> you four-eye freaks. And TJ eating cookies on mic. <laughs> TJ, welcome back. How was the honeymoon? Still eating it. Still eating <laughs> it after all these years. <laughs> That's why that, that love's going to last. <laughs> so we were talking about the picture you guys left on the door of you and Blaze <laughs> at the beach telling us goodbye. <laughs> Would you guys get to the airport and have a little <laughs> tip? Blaze is still in the hotel room, <laughs> recouping no. greased butt like ass akimbo, just waiting, puffy and yearning. No, I just, <laughs> I just wow. liked him. I just, him, I just told him to wait there, and I'd be there and Man. whenever, <laughs> whenever. It's hard to get. <laughs> Keeping oh the romance gosh. alive. Well, I'm going to turn it over to Mike. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first. Yeah. So, Pow. guys. To the mic. Get it. Well, tonight, we're going to talk about. Someone cue up some firewood sounds. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my campfire anymore. Uh, we're, not about, we're trying to talk about books. Just Ooh, good, good old books. Because of nerds. Yeah. Because, uh, well, you know what? I, I wrote out a little intro. Right, right. So that'll kind of give you guys an idea, and we're gonna we're gonna do some questions. So uh, here it goes. Books are a very magical item. Before smartphones, television, and computers, books were one of the few ways to get new ideas, novel theories, and be transported away from your life to a different place entirely, other than plays and art, of course. Even in this modern era. Books, although presented in different, newer mediums, play a big part as they are jumping points for other ideas, movies, video games, etc. Books, in fact, played a large part in my early life and fueled my imagination. There are many images that still come to mind this day <laughs> that were gleaned from books as a child and continue to shape my entertainment preferences and the way I think. Like Playgirl. Mystery and supernatural horror specifically are two of my favorite genres as a kid, 
And today I seek out that same, uh, I apparently it's a typo, <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> so I pose these questions to you, podcasters and constant listeners. Well said. Thank you. Questions beginning. Was there, uh, well, who read as a kid? I did. Me. Me. What would you say your frequency <laughs> oh, we're was? We're <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me, me. Okay, really? so uh, everybody here. Yeah. Uh, what would you say with your frequency? Were you guys like on the AR reading list? Uh, I was in the Bluebirds. Was AR around when we were kids? So yes. AR was around when I was a kid. Not when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was. You I guys might have missed it by like a few years. Ray, by like 50 years. I did book it. What was that, Peter? I did yeah. book it. I book it. I it. When book fairs came around, I got a little kid boner. Yeah. It was awesome. Book fair was always like, oh, well, gosh, book, book yeah. fair was different. That was because I remember Riff. That was the reading is fundamental, and that's when you got the free book. So that was always awesome. Is that when you yeah. knew you I wanted to be a librarian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I never had any of that stuff. <laughs> no, it just had stone tablets. <laughs> yeah, or cave paintings. I would, they just read the Bible. <laughs> I had uh, actually, it was like spoken to it as it was being transcribed down. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I would bring home like 10, 15 books at a time from the library when I was a kid. Um, from the, the public library and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, I loved it. Uh, I mean, even to this day, I still love the smell and, like, the crinkle of the weird plastic they put over library You're books. supposed to read books. Yeah, and I just smell them. <laughs> and then I go to sleep and I put them right next yeah. to my head. You know and what? I learn through osmosis. Have you seen what people yeah. do in libraries? I wouldn't do that. Yes. Well, I stick to my head off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have. <laughs> no, I was uh, definitely, uh, yeah, library. Book fair, that type yeah. of stuff. I just remember, like, I got so many Calvin and Hobbes from the book fairs. Uh, just, I mean, even reading, like, little things like The Secret Garden. There's just little things in each book that just kind of stick in my mind. Even, like, children's books. Like, there's scenes and images from, like, the, the old uh, old King Cole fairy tale there's, or whatever. There's a, uh, a book that literally I have been searching for, and I just found it in the past year, which was read to me when I was in third grade. And uh, it was a... Uh, I always mispronounce his name, but is it? It's Jump his little puppy paws. <laughs> 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 no, um, it was. Uh, I always is it is it Dean Coon? Dean Coons? <laughs> oh no, you're right. He yeah. did create. I thought yeah. you were full of shit. Like no, he did create do a children's book. Yeah, he I did a children's book that uh, I read growing up, and uh, the art was really good. And it like it's actually a pretty thick book, even for a third grader. But we read it, and you know. Years would go by, and I would always think about it, but I could never remember what the name of it was, and I even barely remembered what the story was about. And literally, I'm talking about hours. You could ask my wife. There would be nights where it would go, and I would just start researching on the Internet, looking through threads and forums and stuff. And then finally, I found the picture. I was like, there it is, and bought the book for $30. <laughs> and uh, I still haven't read it because it's one of those ones. I'm Yeah. No, because I bought it so I can read it with my son. But it was like one of the most Schindler's like list. proud <laughs> Internet moments I ever had. So... When I read him that Yogi the Bear, <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually did that for a girl once. I was I had a huge crush on, and she mentioned this book that she'd been looking for for years and couldn't find it. So I searched the internet for hours, like in days, and finally found it. She's like, "Oh my god, thanks!" I'm like, walked away. <laughs> yeah, this one had an evil, don't do nice uh, things for people ventriloquist doll that uh, pretty much came for the sewer, and there was this evil, pretty much like devilish thing that put it out to the world without like this evil jack in a box and stuff, and had to go fight these good toys, which was like a bear and like his friends, and they fought. And yeah, they had Robin really Williams cool. in it, and the guy who played Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, I think it was called Harry Potter. And I L- can't remember. L- L- cool J. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, definitely one of the first books that I ever read that like really brought it home. I have one from when I was a kid, um, and it's a, it's an old beat up book that's been in my family for forever. It's called um, Der Struvelpeter, 
it's an old German one, and uh, it's <laughs> like I can't read it because I can't read German. But I mean, it's quite shrewd. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even as a kid, like I mean, you can look at the pictures and you know what's going on. And it's, it's these all oh, it's a bunch of tales that are, are supposed to be lessons. They're pretty crazy, right? They, like they, oh yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're fables, and they're they're bizarre. Like one is like about a, a kid who always sucks his thumb, yeah, and, and the mom, off. yeah, yeah. The, the mom tells him like, "Don't do that." And then like when nobody's looking, he does it. And this guy with a giant pair of scissors yeah. comes through and like chops his thumbs off. My uh, oh, my wow. best friend's mom's German, and they had a book like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's probably it's, the same book. And I've read the same book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at the pictures. I speak fluent German. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, pretty cool uh, to look at just because it's such the pictures are so bizarre yeah, and the stories are all like you know one's like hey little girl don't play with matches and then she does and then she like gets sets on fire <laughs> set on fire wow. and then she burns to a pile of ashes and her two cats who are in every single picture are there like crying over her ashes <laughs> wow. using her as a litter box yeah that's what i thought she was gonna say yeah <laughs> i was i was waiting for that one that's you know that's what's wrong with Insult kids these the days they don't have books like that yeah all right. They only have these violent video games that are corrupting them. They don't have <laughs> sweet, innocent books that <laughs> don't coerce them not to suck their thumbs. Witches burning children alive. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking them. In, yeah. yeah. Life lessons. Uh, TJ, uh, Ray, uh, other than the Bible, uh, what else <laughs> do you guys have as children? Like any books that come to mind? Well, I mean, there was, you know. The well, New Age Bible. There's the, these hieroglyphs. The Apocrypha, the Torah. <laughs> there's these sweet hieroglyphs um, that were put on the wall of my nursery mm-hmm. in ancient Egypt. <laughs> and uh, they were pretty awesome. I really loved the stork one. It was pretty cool. When I was Ray? in about fourth grade. In Mesopotamia. <coughs> in Mesopotamia. Um, Hammurabi's we, Code, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> there was a book that was written on human flesh out of human blood. Um the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there was this book that had no cover on. Okay, in in my elementary school, there was this corner that was for the older kids. These were the books for the older kids, and it would have like boxcar children and um, Nancy Drew and and apparently the Necronomicon or yeah, something the Necro- like that. Necronomicon. <laughs> so that was for the older kids. So. Um, <laughs> What's, well, what's supposedly the there's a surprising amount of books that are bound in human flesh. Like it was like yeah. a thing in the 15 1600s. Like one guy, or so much of it sitting around. Well, no, seriously. Like, like one guy, uh, he was executed, and then they gave his friend his skin. They flayed him to like do things with. So like you know, it's like I guess it was like an honor at the time to be m- made into books and stuff. You see that book? That's George. (laughs) You respect that book. That's George Bound right there. (laughs) Yeah, this guy, that's why you don't tell lies to your parents. (laughs) That's why you don't. Do you remember Uncle George? Why you leave a note. (laughs) Read this book. That's his skin. (laughs) But, um, don't suck your thumb. There was this book, it had no cover on it. Um, and I just, like, I felt like I found a treasure. When I found it, and it was called um, "The Mystery of the Dinosaur Graveyard," and yeah, the, no one here has heard of this book. No one knows. Well, of this dinosaurs book. had just recently died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a, a, a factoid book of just like but it was also dinosaurs <laughs> outside. Yeah. It was a newspaper article. <laughs> it was one of those extra, extra. <laughs> That's, that's like why everyone else, cover. everyone else was uh, reading like the Hardy Boys and stuff like that. And I found this book and I read it. And I like as a third grader thought it was the best thing ever. Number one, I was allowed to get a book from the big kids section, um, which was I think fifth graders, and it was this book about dinosaurs. So like 
it was just really exciting for me. Um, I recently went on Amazon to look it up, and I can get it for thirty five cents. <laughs> <laughs> so I should probably go ahead and buy it. Damn expensive! It's a lot yeah, cheaper it's too than rich. For so rich he's book. waiting. He's doing rule number six on TJ's list and waiting <laughs> to see if he can find it cheaper. Because <laughs> wish list yeah. surge in the dinosaur graveyard. Man, come on down. It's a lot damn cheaper than Nate's nostalgia book. There, I right? yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's like, like well, like a uh, hundred times cheaper. <laughs> What's Gosh. your next question? Oh, that was it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good session. <laughs> so what about genres? Like like me, as like, growing up, mine was like mystery. Like I love like these like teen mystery books. I read that a lot. I love like the whole, uh, I love Goosebumps. There was a selection of, I think they're called like Fear Stories or something. I would lo- uh, oh, I know exactly. What the, the black and white art on the cover. Well, like, they were like, like the super. Clown. I don't know. They were like or, super. Well. It was just it was like goosebumps. It was like a collection of three or four short stories per books. Yeah, no, they're like really dark. Yeah, no, I know exactly because they're actually making a movie out of them. I guess so. Yeah. When I was in fifth and sixth grade, I started reading Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was twelve, was when my yeah. dad was like, "Okay, it's time for you to grow up and and start reading some real stories." So, because yeah. I read Goosebumps all the time, and you know, it would take me like an hour or two to mm-hmm. get through a Goosebumps book. So he was just like, "Here, here's a real like my twelfth birthday." He gave me Tommy Knockers to read, yeah. and uh, that that, that explains a me. lot about <laughs> your personality. Which thank you. Yeah. Um, about why she's so loud. Yeah, yes. um, as a kid, or I mean, it was goosebumps and then comic books and uh, yeah. a lot of comic books well. you know i mean that's to me a big form of reading and storytelling um but what really got me back into reading books was actually uh mostly biographies i read a lot of biographies in high school and stuff mm. god that's uh, boring yeah and it was just <laughs> i i don't i like i had a hard time getting a fan of, I, I could read mutants no. and like you know hell spawns and yeah. stuff but to read a book about it pff, no pictures no, I've, I've heard a lot of guys have a hard time reading uh fiction and they're they're a lot more comfortable reading nonfiction books. I read a lot of it, and then I mean, now I, I can I read. I don't really read that much biographies anymore. Now it's yeah. definitely more into fantasy. But yeah, that's I mean that's what got me back into books. Though was doing a lot of biographies. One of the things that got me in um, when I was a little bit older, um, Jurassic Park. When I read Jurassic yeah, Park, really that was book. a really good book, and I was like, oh, because. Um, it was, you know, in school, and you had to read all these books and stuff. And I was like, actually, that. I'm not I, I, I remember enjoying most books. school books. Yeah, like The yeah. Giver. Uh, I just hate being told that I have to do something. So you I were be like, such Man, a yeah, punk. Such a rebel. Um, so, like, I was just mad about it and then, like, got a hold of Jurassic Park. And I was like, oh, reading is cool. So I, I, I like this. Actually, I kind of did that. I like reverse read a lot of stuff. I'd watch a movie, then I'd read the book, and that kind of yeah. expanded like reading so more Michael Crichton things. So is that the genre you really got into, right? Though I mean, was it that Jurassic it? Park books? Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park books. <laughs> You're all. Much. That's the second <laughs> dinosaur dinosaurs. book. I know dinosaur books were the big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's we know Marshall's <laughs> real death. <laughs> that that yeah, raptor <laughs> necklace is yeah. for right. show. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's all the, the puzzle <laughs> it's of all Ray sense now. is like you're you're just like did you have a pet dinosaur growing up? <laughs> maybe, and maybe they went extinct. He's like the Mario Brothers. He's like the evolved dinosaur <laughs> as opposed Whoa, to an evolved wow. monkey. He just misses his friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's like looking at the picture. Here's my dad. He's <laughs> No, this is a Telophosaurus. <laughs> 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 Silly child. Uh, dinosaur jokes. Yeah. And my big thing was uh, also love like Raoul Dahl books. Uh, James the Giant oh, yeah. Peach, yeah. Uh, Danny the Chamber of the World, Charlie the Chocolate Factory, Matilda. All great books. And of course, that was another thing. They made movies and out of all that. But yeah, those so all have a dark side too. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're a little yeah, strange. Yeah, they're really dark. 
all of those like classic kid books. For some reason, uh, my mom today to this day like denies this, but she didn't like some of those things. So, um, like Dr. Seuss, I had two or three Dr. Seuss books, and that was it when I was a kid because my mom didn't like them. Now, about a year ago, she got the the Grinch book and decided to read it to us uh, at Christmas, like a year ago. Um, which is weird, and I'm like, oh, well, we're number no, one. I know that's not weird at all. No, but so I was no, like, like she made you like get in her lap and yeah. everything, and put on like a one. Sit in my lap, Raymond. <laughs> Some non-alcoholic. But, yeah, God, you heavy, Raymond. <laughs> but it, but it was like after she got finished, I was like, seriously, you hated Dr. Seuss when I was Raymond, born. and she's like, no, I didn't. Do you like the Grinch story? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we read this as a child, Raymond? So a lot of that kind of stuff, like you were talking about, I. I didn't have access to because my my mom thought it was too weird. Do you want to open a present earlier? Raymond? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look thirsty. Let me breastfeed you, Raymond. Would, would you like some more cat milk? <laughs> There's plenty of it, Raymond. That's Let me mash up your peas and carrots, Raymond. <laughs> Wow. Nathan's about to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Burst a kidney. That voice is your mom. This is perfect. <laughs> Raymond! <laughs> You're not allowed to watch the rated R movies. They're too scary. <laughs> Go read your dinosaur books. <laughs> Raymond, you're not a dinosaur. You're 20 years old. Stop rolling in the backyard and get a job. Stop holding your arms up to your chest. You're not a damn T-Rex. Remember when a T-Rex was actually a Tyrannosaurus? Or a ta- Tyrannosaurus Rex until Jurassic Park you're, came out. You're it wasn't so a old that you're going to complain about it. I knew Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rexes, and they weren't yeah. like that yeah. at yeah. all. And that is no Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Now, like, in 10 years, you're going to be the Trex, and this is going to be Rex. <laughs> this X. The Xosaur. Go, go to the next question. I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond, how much did you pay for that book? Yeah. Did you pay over 30 cents? You got ripped off. 35 cents, Raymond, go to your yeah. room. What type of job? Are you some high-priced lawyer in the big city? Yo, yeah, Big Shot CEO. Raymond, tell me about the new Ford cars you're designing. How's Howard Hughes yeah, yeah. these days, Raymond? With your big two-story house built before the 1800s. What's wrong with you, Raymond? You forgot your roots. Now get me some more cigarettes and come give your mama a kiss goodnight. With tongue. <laughs> Raymond, come breastfeed. You look smart. time you said that. <laughs> it's equally as creepy. <laughs> if your mom's ever going to listen to an episode, make sure it's this one. <laughs> Raymond, I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> Why are they talking like that? I don't talk like that. I talk like this. Raymond, I don't breastfeed you. You're 300 years old. Now come breastfeed. I've got pumps. Oh, my nipples are like chewed up erasers, Raymond. You've been gnawing on them for too long. They look like giant pieces of beef jackets. Oh, Raymond, latch onto these slim chips. Randy Savage <laughs> loves these. 
So guys, <laughs> do you feel that? <laughs> <laughs> We think we're hilarious. <laughs> Somebody's like horrified driving down the road. Like, I can't believe they talk about his mom like that. Her giant pepperoni nipples. <laughs> that poor lady still breastfeeding after all these years. That big hippie monkey. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you feel that uh, with modern technologies like e-readers and Audible and the, and the vast availability of that. You mean audible.com slash nerds who can date sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Audible trial. Audible trial. Com. Yeah. Uh, do you guys feel that would have impacted your reading at all? I think would have read more, read less. As a kid? Yeah, as a kid. Like if they had modern technology at, when you were a kid. I mean, it's helped. I don't think so. Nowadays, it's, it helps me more. Like Audible, that's, I mean... Not, I, not I'm one of those people that does, I don't feel like Audible is reading. It is if it you isn't, you though, if you but drive you're not enough, actually reading. It's getting a story told to you, but if you're able to listen to it and take in the story, well, I that's mean, that's sitting that's at a table with my uncle, letting him tell me stories. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, like it's, it's not technically reading. If you are hearing the so story, TJ. <laughs> if you hear the, the man story, man black and you know fled that. across the <laughs> desert yeah. and Roland <laughs> followed. I mean, um, doesn't have the same impact. See, I disagree. I, I've listened to so many books on tape. I yeah, mean, I've listened, listened to probably to, forty or fifty, yeah. and I remember most. Yeah, of them. I yeah, actually, well, it's and not a matter of remembering. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's still it, not it, reading. It, it feels it's like it's not it, reading to me. It, it to me, it feels like an equal experience. Yeah, I think you're really just splitting hairs. Um, because it's, it's but the word reading. I mean, I get, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not actually reading, but <laughs> well, books see, on tape. I, I don't, I don't read to read. I read for an experience. Yeah, for the so story. So to me, Audible is the same exact thing. It's not like just, I'm just because I'm not sitting yeah, down, like putting the, words together yeah, and understanding. I'm just what using they mean. a different sense. Not, yeah. No, uh, to me, it's 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 the same thing. I'm getting the information yeah. regardless. I mean, because you could just read a Wikipedia synopsis, and that could be reading the book. You know, I mean, if you want to. Well, you know, split pubes I've here. I don't know. I th- I think when I would. Face. I think I would uh, <laughs> read more mm-hmm. than I than I did because that's that was a one problem I had growing up was there was never enough books. Well, what about modern? What about uh, modern forms of entertainment like like you know because. I've seen seven and eight-year-olds now with smartphones. Not all of them do, but if you have smartphones or tablets, do you feel that would have impeded your reading? Yes. I feel I would have done other things than read. Yeah, if I could if I yeah. could have had video games everywhere as opposed to like books when I go places, yeah. I probably would have had video games. It's I, I still enjoy reading and I did back then and play video games and when I was home I would still read instead of playing video games sometimes, but well, and I and to I don't mean to cut you off there, but actually, uh, it really is because I mean, in all honesty, the way I usually read books is on the toilet. I mean, that's that's my time. I'd keep a book there, and I mean, that's I get on there and I bang a few chapters out. And now, is that what you're calling them chapters? <laughs> chapters? <laughs> chapters? <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow, I'm a pretty fast Jack reader. Turds. <laughs> yeah, Jack turds. I mean, you know, I I I'm not a fi- I, I'm a man. When I go to the bathroom, it's a good. 15 minutes. You have one there. of those uh, anal Fisher, Kevin Smith style. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that actually does happen out. to me. But now that I have a smartphone, it's so much easier. I'll go on there and just browse Reddit or, you know, play a game or, you know, do something else. And I've gotten away from reading books because, I mean, I did a lot of books that way. And, you know, a lot of times you would start and I'd read a chapter or two and the next thing I know I'd, you know, go back into my room and continue reading because I was yeah. caught up in a story. Yeah. And uh, absolutely, I think as a kid, those things wouldn't have happened. Now, if I just had a Kindle... 
Yeah, because then you know it's, it's but it, yeah, like uh, an iPad with the Kindle app's not the same thing because I'm going to do other stuff on my iPad. Um, so I think that yeah, it's a little hard to read on my iPad. I do, and I do use the Kindle app on my iPad. I've read uh, most of the Game of Thrones or like the first two books of Game of Thrones before I switched over to Audible. Um, and I mean, it was fine. It was it was a perfect experience. But it was sometimes I had the. It wasn't you know when I first had to start the book every time, especially when I'm reading a. Uh, like something like Game of Thrones, like multi-series. After I finish one book, I'm, it feels like such a chore to start the second one and get into the new storyline and stuff. It's like, you know, for the first few chapters, I'm like, I could rather I'd rather do something else, like you know, open up Angry Birds and get three stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually read an interesting article. Um, Scientific American was talking about uh, reading on eBooks and tablets and things like that versus reading in a book. And the difference between them and, like, you don't absorb as much reading on e-readers and things like that. And, no. like, you read slower, for one, which I thought was kind of strange. I was like, oh, I would think you read f- would read faster because, to me, I tend to skim a bit more when I'm reading. Um, so I would understand that you don't absorb as, as much. But then they were talking about um, when you read a book, when you read the words, you create in your mind a visual landscape. So just like when you like are looking at land and you create a landscape in your mind of like mountains and and you know buildings and things like that, when you read words and you read you know um, sentences on a page, you also create a landscape in your mind of how those you know sentences and paragraphs and things like that look. So that when you are thinking about certain phrases and things like that later, you can actually like visualize on the page where that is. And when you're reading in an ebook, you can't do that because it's just walls of text that you're scrolling through and like you can you can think about like oh uh, you know you, you can hold the book in your hand and you can you know you know I was a third of the way through the book yeah. or I was you know it, it was on the lower right hand page of this page or what, something like that and what, so you have a better recall of what you were reading because you have created this who wrote map this article it was on scientific american i don't know uh, cuz they're sponsored by books a million <laughs> <laughs> do you feel that that will in your own opinion, do you think that will change with uh, children now who are growing up in the digital age? And how, how they, because they've already been reading, like that's yeah. Yeah, like, how like, they start like, reading? Yeah, yeah, that's how they started. Uh, I mean, probably. That's If, if that's I mean, how no, no, you start learning how to read, then your my, brain will probably adapt. My kids, I, I started them on books, and specifically just to start them with a physical book. Cause I, I, I don't think those are going to go anywhere. Um, and I hope they don't because it's a lot harder to change a book than it is a digital copy of a book. Um, you can just go in there and just digitally rewrite a, a couple words and a couple words doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it changes the whole meaning of, of anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I prefer books. I think there'll always be a niche for, you know, the special edition, the hardcover and then the mass, but I mean, as you can obviously see, the digital books well, it's are so easier. It's so much easier to just like with music, things like you know you can go it's record just, it's something cheap. Well, like and put it up on if I want to read space. Yeah, if I want to read around. a new book, I can go on Amazon.com and get sent the first couple of chapters for free. Yeah, through uh, you know Amazon to my Kindle. Yeah, you know I don't have to go sit in Books of a Million and find that book and then sit down there to read it or just take that risk. And I mean that's why you see like Barnes and Noble and stuff are going out of business because it it is taking away a big chunk of that. Yeah, and and I feel like that 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 kind of technology has helped and hurt um, literature in general because anyone 
anyone now can self-publish themselves but and I have their stuff put up on Amazon. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think it lowers the bar. I do, I do too. Well, no, I mean, so it's, it's the good same because as some people who are great, who never would have been discovered, can be published. But some people that write complete crap, now so there's so much more to sh- uh, sift through exactly. to find something good. It's like it's, anything else on the internet. It's the same as music, though. I mean, No, like, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, I mean, it, the good people still are being weeded out and found and, you know, becoming successful because of it. But now it's like, you know, before if you wanted to get published, you had to do a lot to get your book out there. No, now absolutely. it's as simple as uploading it. But just because you're able to do that doesn't mean people are going to read your stuff. No. Yeah. So I, that's why I think it is better because now there is more selection and it also it makes it more competitive where you're not having to pay as much for books. It actually makes it, you know, like we were talking earlier, like, you know, for the most part, you can get a Kindle book for usually Two a couple bucks. dollars. Yeah, yeah you know, I, that's the one thing I love about it is their daily deals and yeah. are their monthly deals and things like that. Exactly. I mean, there have been some really good books that I've bought, you know, for, you know, just a couple dollars. So. The flip side is like the one thing that I always used to love doing when I buy a book is when I got done with it, I give it to a friend. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, you got to read this book. You don't got to give me the book back. Just read it. And then like yeah. hope that it kind of goes through that cycle. And that's the only thing when you buy a Kindle, it's that's your copy. Give them your now, there Kindle. are some, yeah, there are some e-readers that you can lend out the books. Yeah. Like I think Nook, you can. Nook did that in two weeks. You can rent out a book or loan a book. Lo- out loan a book to somebody. But uh, Kindle, you can't Kindle do anything like that. Kindle has a rental thing. They have something like it's kind of a semi-library where you can, they have a certain, because I know it was a big deal when Harry Potter became eligible and you, and they only have select amount of uh, like, uh, I guess, licenses of issues that they can loan out at a time, but you can actually get a queue and get it for the month. You have that book to read, and then it deletes off your, your device. So there's some really cool stuff that comes out. I think we kind of beat this one down on that question a little too long. No, I know that no. – um, I, I don't know if the local library has it here, but I know that the Swanee County Library has uh, digital – uh, book checkouts too. We do. Uh, yeah. It's through a grant through the Northeast Florida Library Information Network. Yep. Um, it's a co- library consortium and so they got a big grant. We are able to get a bunch of books because of that. Um, the uh, the system is called Overdrive. There we go. Sorry, brain. It's not working. Um, you can go to our website and you can sign in through that. Uh, we don't have a whole lot. Alachua County also uses Overdrive, though. And you can sign. I mean, if you have a library card with us or you just live in Columbia County, you can go to Gainesville. You can sign up for Alachua County library card and they have a lot of books there, too. So you can also sign up for their thing uh, and, you know, check out books through Overdrive. With and them. there's probably a lot of libraries out there that have that kind of yeah. system set up. Yeah. So. Even if you're not in our area, that's something you could check out. Now, we kind of talked about the books that we remember as a kid. That, uh, are there any like books in general, not necessarily when you're a kid, but any books ever like that have heavily influenced your life in some way? Um, when I was a little bit older and in high school, uh, I read a book called Anthem by mm-hmm. uh, Ayn Rand. Yeah. Mm. And it was... It was that 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 point when, like, reading a book, being like, "Oh, sometimes books are bigger than just stories." It's like an idea. Yeah, this is like a bigger idea, and especially at that point, um, being as young as I was, being like, "I get some of what this is. I know I don't get all of it. This is a bigger idea than me." Um, yeah. So, th- and that's a book that I still to this day will, at least usually at least once a year, I'll go back and read because it's a it's a short book. The mm-hmm. rest of hers, 
not. I had to read the Fountainhead during high school. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's, yeah. So, <laughs> that so, was so long. I've read that was hell Atlas through. Shrugged like four or five times. Yeah. I, I love it, yeah, personally. I, I love her books. Um, her philosophy, uh, I, I can take some of it and leave some of it. But uh, that one book, because it's under 100 pages long. Um, and it's so sci-fi. The only, the only like, <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> the only it, thing Ray cares about is under hundred. Well, <laughs> because um, when I was in high school, by the page. it was one of those you have to read. You know, these books; these are your required reading. And I, I was, I was supposed, to, I was supposed to have them all done by this week. I haven't done them. Well, I'm gonna check and see what the shortest one I can get is. And it was that, and I read it, and I'm like. Okay, I was trying to screw around and like get around having to read something, but like this was really good. This was a happy accident for me. Um, so Just following the rules, happy accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mine would probably be the two books. One's uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence People" by uh, Andrew. Uh, it's Carnegie. a good book. It's actually a it's good. It's a really book. good book. Uh, it's great for anybody in customer service, anybody with social anxiety, or just don't know how to deal with people. I think actually just people. It's in just a really great really book to listen because you know it just. Uh, the, I mean, the guy you know obviously had it right, you know, and it was just. It, it says right in the right in the title how to win friends and influence yeah. people. It's a great book. Uh, the second one would probably be. Oh, shit, I had it in my head. Now it's gone. Apparently, uh, not that important. It, it was important. Uh, oh, uh, on uh, Walden Pond by Henry David Thoreau. It's a pretty good book. You know, it's kind of like just, you know, basically it's just philosophy about, you know, just hanging out on your own and connecting with nature and everything and just being self-reliant. And I think it, 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 I read it in high school and, you know, I'll go back and read snippets of it every now and then. But it's something that I'm trying to... Uh, trying to implement more in my life you know be more independent and self-sufficient things like that cool. uh, i think it's really good uh, and no more mr nice guy that's a great book too <laughs> or that song yeah. books way better oh. uh anybody else uh for me um i think two books that i don't definitely helped shape some ways of things and then one just was a book that had a good impact was a one was stephen king's the stand um, it didn't like change my life in a fact the way I thought, but just it was one of those books. I never finished a book and was like, I need to know more about these characters. I want to know what they're doing now, and loved it. Half of them were dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end, of <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the characters are still living at the end. Uh, and then the other one was uh, Freakonomics, which I read, and that was a cool way because I mean, it's just such a interesting way of how people think outside the box and the questions that are posed, and then the data and research that comes from it. If yeah. you've never read it, it's awesome. Um, they did it. Uh, it's actually, they turned it into a movie, yeah, which I is pretty good. Read the book. You're cutting yourself short if you if you just we watch it. We actually own it. Yeah. But it's, I it's haven't read it yet. And like, it's one of those ones that you can kind of jump in and out of because it's so sectioned up and things. Yeah. But uh, like the story of Roe versus Wade and how like uh, legalizing abortion is the reason that crime went down in the 90s is one of the things that just blows your mind away. Like you read that and you're like, Holy crap. So it was like, it's, it's things like that. And just the way they asked those questions. And then Freakonomics 2 came out. And I read that. I'm a big fan of I listen to that guy's podcast from, if you ever listen to podcasts, Freakonomics co- podcast is an awesome. If you've one. ever listened to a podcast. Besides ours. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it's, there's no toilet humor. So I'm going to go ahead and warn you on that one. Well, then I'm not going to listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> what kind of crap is that? Hot. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Um, let's see. One of them uh, would be The Time Traveler's Wife. I know it's a fairly recent book. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people probably wouldn't want to watch it, maybe because of the movie. I have never seen the movie. I will go ahead and qualify that. Watch that movie. It was pretty good. Really? Because <laughs> I... I, I actually I, only saw the last 15 minutes. Okay, because <laughs> I read the book and I, I saw <laughs> the uh, previews and it, it made it look like such a girly romance. I yeah. couldn't handle it because it, that to me is not what the book is. Yes, it's a romance, um, but it, it's not, I don't know, to me it's not a really chick flick type of girly movie or t- girly type book. Um, at, you know, at the base of it, yes, it's a love story that takes place over this like crazy, like, g- you know, problem where this guy like just time travels randomly and so it's the story that gets told like back and forth through this this um story of their relationship and um i mean the first time i read it i cried the second time i read it i'll admit may have been a bit depressed i started crying freaking halfway through the book like like sobbing like i mean it's it's a book that destroyed me and i told my roommate i was like i cannot read this book again if you see me reading this book just <laughs> take it away because intervention yeah so it's really good but oh god i don't i don't think i can handle reading it a third time <laughs> like it's one of those one of those really good um the other one is stiff the curious lives of human cadavers Oh, I read that. That actually, uh, yeah, where the lady does research on what happens. Yeah. After you die. Yeah. yeah, she's done um, a few other books. Um, one is called Gulp, um, which is all about, um, you know, your gastrointestinal system. Um, another one is called uh, Spook. Um, which is um, Chuck Palahniuk books. <laughs> well, like, yeah. no, the, the stiff one, like it, it's literally she uh, just interviews people on what happens after you die, like what what your body goes through, like from uh, like you know the embalming process to like uh, she interviews people. There's a farm, I think, uh, is in UT. It's yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's she, the body farm. Yeah, it's just this, it's a giant field of dead bodies that they hang out and they put in different situations to see how it decomposes and stuff. But like she interviews all these, and so like uh, from the people that have their heads donated to like you know plastic surgeons to practice on and just like things your body can go with after you're dead it well really yeah it's it's ones that are donated for science yeah. so i mean there was one there's a chapter where she talks about like crash test dummies how do you figure out what amount of pressure you know uh your bones would break well they have to like run those experiments somehow and they use dead bodies to do that or she talked about like victorian burial procedures she yeah. talks about like the body works um Exhibits that you know most people are probably familiar with, where the guy like plasticizes bodies and yeah. you know yeah, that was awesome. Saw those in Vegas. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I cool. haven't seen them yet. I kind of kind of want to. I've been to the um, the Mitra Museum in um, Philadelphia, so that one's pretty crazy. So I'm I'm kind of morbid. I think that's, <laughs> a, uh, that's <laughs> it, it, w- it was a crazy book. I was like, dude, I, I don't want to die right now in the body. <laughs> I'm in. like, it's way too embarrassing. <laughs> TJ, what about you? Um. I had I had two books that kind of influenced me uh through different points in my life. Um as a teenager, um uh, The Stand. I I read that over a weekend the first time I read it and just was I couldn't it put it down. Was it Memorial Day week? <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> I, was, I, say, that was I got a serious off, reading. A friend of mine gave it to me on a Friday afternoon. They let me borrow it at, in, when I was in high school. Um I took it home and I gave it back to him Monday morning. He's like, 
well, didn't you read it? I'm like, no, I finished it. It was so awesome. It was. And I read I, the, uh, the the director's cut that came out. Yeah, it was that was like, the edition I read. It's yeah. like 1,200-something pages yeah, I read over it was. three days. It's like read a dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were Ray Hancock that you just read the back. and like, I read that book. <laughs> no, I, I, I read through the whole thing. I didn't put it down. I think I stayed up like 18 hours one day just reading Doing the book. blow and reading <laughs> yeah. And um, loved it. It was um, – yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything like monumental, didn't change my life or anything or any of my opinions on anything. It's just a fascinating story, and I got so attached to the characters. Exactly. Um, and then the second book uh, was um, about uh, seven years ago. I read Atlas Shrugged for the first time, mm. and it really yeah. influenced um, a lot of the ways I think about um, just people in general and about you know it i know we stray we stray away from politics as much as we can but it influenced my political and and philosophical views a lot how the movie hold up to it not bad you can tell i haven't I mean, watched there the movie some, i watched the first half of it and i i it looks heavy didn't think it was hard i didn't think no, it was horrible I mean, they've had to do some obvious i mean because her writing is very dry yeah um and it's um it's it's pretty tough to sit through sometimes, but um, the ideals though that are there. Um, it, it took me over a year to read the Fountainhead. Yeah, because it, it was a rough read. Yeah, but reading Atlas Shrugged is like looking at uh, something that was written in the fifties, but it's like your newspaper right now almost. And, you know, you substitute different things in place of um, trains and. Um, coal prices and things like that and you can yeah. see direct parallels nowadays and it was just stunning to me that's pretty have you read any of her her other uh, um one of my favorites that's not talked about a lot is we the living um which was the one they they say is as close to an autobiographical book I, as she wrote i, I thought it to, was great but i haven't it's yeah. just i whenever i think about reading another one of her books i'm like oh, i'll just read that shrugged again no <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's actually one last book I kind of want to talk about. It really influenced my life. Uh, there's actually a book on uh, anti-gravity. I just I couldn't put it down. Oh. That joke is just like so played out. Oh, I'm sorry. Put, put your dollar oh, in a jar. Are you judging that from the jar. edge of your seat? <laughs> yes. I, in fact, I was about to tell you, you had me on the edge. Uh, last question, and I'll shut the hell up. Uh, Good. Do you feel there are... Uh, was How there dare you? <laughs> Where, <laughs> Where do you, you guys get off? Get off? <laughs> no, like, are there any other mediums or anything that, or anything to that extent in your life in the same vein that have uh, have had that kind of impact on you? Movies well, and music, yeah. Well, I'll make specific ones possibly. Well, I mean, I know it's a really wide question. I just actually because, uh, and I think we made this paradox before because we, I was actually pretty happy that no one really brought up comics as much as I thought we would as you know influential, but I mean because. I think a lot of people always give comics a lot of crap when you want to compare them to books because you're like, oh, they can't be as heavy of material. Well, it's like movies and video games. Yeah. It's like the same thing. But it's like where yeah. I disagree because a lot of times a comic, if you took that comic and wrote out all the detail that you're getting out of the art, it would be just as long as a book. It would have just as much detail yeah. to describe it. So, well, and, be and like a I know I learned book. so much like... Uh, like uh, A lot of my vocabulary... That's what I was about to say. Vocabulary from comics more than actual books. Yeah. Celsior, man. 
Yeah, but well, uh, for me, the voluminous lexicon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because as you can hear from listening to me <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> podcast, I have quite an impressive yeah vocabulary. Like earlier, when you said "ain't no," <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. triple negative there. <laughs> but I definitely think uh, movies played a, a huge part on uh, me. It would be like it would be books and movies. I mean, h- hardcore growing. Well, up. I think from reading books when I was younger. I expected more out of things like comics, movies, video games, which is why um, I think that's what helps us from not liking all the crap movies that come out because yeah. we know a good story. Exactly. And you yes. know when something's better, you know, when a character is well, being truly developed and stuff. That, that was one of the reasons, like, I, I talk about it all the time, Final Fantasy. When I first played that, it was a game that I played that had a story to it, and it was a beautiful story. Uh, better, you know, it wasn't just Mario going to save the princess. She's in another castle, um, and that I really truly believe that's from like reading books and stuff. So, yeah. Well, but you know, books. Yeah, are there's like that good uh, vocabulary. <laughs> reading books <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> books are. I mean, a jumping point. I mean, a lot of. I mean, books. You know, are influences almost everything. I mean, on that very direct sense, you know, they make like Time Traveler's Wife. They make movies out of books. The Road. Yeah. Well, almost, I mean, a majority of the movies that you see are usually somehow pulled away. Like, a lot of your uh, the biggest movies that are out there, they're pulling heavily from books most of the time. Yeah. And I would say it even like lends uh, more to the legitimacy of comics and graphic novels now because so many, bo- or so many movies are being made from graphic novels, you know, yeah. uh, or like uh, History of Violence yeah. Uh, yeah. and Kick-Ass. They don't realize that there's, because for so many people, because it's it's picture books, they don't look into the story that's there, and there's a lot of story. They just assume that it's just, it's just, it's, you know, yeah, it's kitty stuff. Yeah, that, that's either kitty or there's, there's. I think that's uh, changed sing, a lot single now. D- uh, I, I, uh, I think it's changed in in the last seven eight years. I think it's yeah. changed a lot. I don't think it's necessarily changed in the fact that like uh, pop culture, or as like you know, the more uh, when you talk to like the average guy, even guys our age, when you talk about comics, there's still not a whole lot of respect, respect about them as being like uh, a true story vessel. They enjoy the movies because they're good action movies, but they're not going to get into it because of all like the subplots and the, the ongoing you know stories that are going on there. They still look at comics as something that kids uh, read. And yet these are the same guys that watch wrestling. Yeah. You know? well, and that's what I said. They'll go watch the movie because like, you know, it's, you know, here goes the Hulk, this giant monster fighting and stuff. But they, they're not really looking into the, the story. The actual story. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you think that there will ever be a? Uh, do you think any of the current mediums or possibly future mediums we have now will will ever overshadow books as far as like the main medium for I guess ideas or I guess the most refined or, or uh, medium you want to call? Because I, I still think you know most of them. Yeah, I think books are when they finally know. make holodecks. Yes. You think so? Well, because people will quit reading books and yeah, just, just experience. They'll just read a, just read a hollow yeah. book. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm surprised because actually TV is pulling from books more, too. I mean, not only with comic books yeah. with Arrow and whatever. But I mean, it's also like Grant, like Once Upon a Time, like, like right, all, all that stuff. But I, uh, Intruders, which is on BBC America, is based on a book. Longmire, uh, a I cop ha- show, is based off of a series of books. I've been wanting to see Longmire. We watched the first episode. They just so. canceled it. I know. I mean, if you... If you so go probably good. I mean, if you go back to your to bad. basic themes of books and, and and plot lines, I mean, well, there's nothing new under the sun. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that like, holds true in my mind. Well, because then, like I said, a lot of times, even if they're not pulling directly from a book, they're you know, like the exact story, like a, like a like a Apocalypse Now. That's a uh, Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. an idea from yeah, an idea. Yeah, exactly. From an idea. Uh, the flood uh, uh, was Ishtar, I think. The it was you know 
that have very very similar like e- even biblical stories yeah they have other similarities but like zoroastrianism or even uh islam yeah it's the same yeah. story yeah just mm. yeah exactly people just pull for it and repeat we're just blogs yeah. i think blogs are gonna you know like <laughs> well, I, I think vlogs and yeah vlogs there's this like vlogs. this 16 year old girl i'm following on youtube she's pretty deep and uh that's how i get most of my life <laughs> thoughts now we get deep with that <laughs> you had to go there that was all you <laughs> wow michael you j you were licking your lips Jay, silent for, <laughs> for jabroni <laughs> whatever I've got Raymond. Heart. What type of books have you been reading lately? I'm in great shape. Oh, Ray's mom just came into the room. Got Parkinson. All right. Well, that's it pretty for this good. segment. Well done, Mikey. That, thank you. Yeah, Mike. Good He's pretty Mike. good for whipping that up in like ten minutes. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. To Nerds get laid. We might say goodbye after this break. Figure it out. All right, constant listener, that's it for nerds to get laid. Thank you for listening, and thank you for Stephanie for uh, showing up. Yeah, because uh, Blaze is that's in half game, the battle. You know, really Blaze classing is in game up prison the place. right now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's filling in for us. Hey, so um, go on Facebook, like us, share it, tell some people about us. When's the last time you went up to a stranger and said, "Hey, you know about nerds getting laid"? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> do that no, to I strangers. Don't. It you works out great. Yeah, see yeah. what happens. Well, you, I mean, you're a nerd. You, you corner me all the time and tell me your opinions. Yeah, tell people your opinion about <laughs> nerds who get laid. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, scuff at them. Also, Pshaw. we have we we talked about last Wednesday short. Nerdtoberfest. Nerdtober is coming. Well, all whoa. over you next month. <laughs> all over. Next month, we're going to be giving away. We're going to be ejaculating prizes so all over our family. Many base. prizes everywhere. I got mine in. Do you? Yep, I got it in. Do you want to tell them what the mic package is? Mm, <laughs> tell no, them about the mic package. I don't. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let them figure out its turgid, fleshy goodness <laughs> on its own. So, um, share this stuff. Let's get some more people in here hearing about us, talking about us. So we can give some prizes like away. Like I said, shares get entries and stuff. Oh, Nate pulled the mic off the stand. He's about to free Well, me. actually, I was just going to talk to our number one fan. Hold on. <laughs> you can't even hear it. He literally just slammed a mic into the <laughs> box fan. That joke made me laugh, so that's all that matters. Uh, I'm glad all the listeners can get that visual cue. You can hear it. Listen. <laughs> that. It sounds like you slammed it against a trampoline or an empty like present. It sounds like I'm just walking away angrily. Like <laughs> you just dropped the mic, Chris Rock style. Yeah. Nerds out. Yeah. I'm gonna start podcasting like this. I feel like more powerful. <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna do the cold thing where you know where I hold it like so like that. You know with you know like fist. So if if you're not watching this J that's being broadcast you're live missing on YouTube. out <laughs> you're missing some funny jokes guys me and mike are holding our microphones i'm holding like an upside down ice cream cone right now yeah but yeah <laughs> <laughs> nerd turbo this is coming up and there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff like i said we put up some cool things mike's got some of his stuff in ray's got some of his stuff tj's got some stuff i got yep, some yep, stuff stephanie yep. actually said before we start that anybody who uh all five of our guests who win, yeah. she will give them $100 each. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cash. $100. Cash now, money. It's yeah, over like really a 10 year span. It was like yeah. a really weird thing. It was like a dollar a month or some crap. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like a job. She's even clean your house in a French made outfit for a month. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She'll even go, 
Ooh la la. No, that was Blaze. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, well, she's sitting in Blaze's seat. I'm sorry. Yeah, so. that's what it is. I just, I'm used to seeing him there just cross-legged, you know, like twirling <laughs> his hair and texting that's, girls that's on his Blaze. iPhone. That sounds exactly yeah, like Not Blaze. his girlfriend, his girlfriends. Yeah, there you go. Don't get it messed up. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. As always, see you next week. Go rate us on iTunes. Bitches. Dicks. No, we will not let you go. Let it go. Let it go. No, I will not let you go. Let it go. not let you go. Let it go. not let you go. Let it go. No, 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 no. Mama Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, let it go. Beelzebub, that's a devil put aside for me, for me, for me. So you want to stone me and spit in my eye? No. So you think you can? Okay, we're done. Oh, baby, can't do this to me, baby. Just gotta get out. Just gotta get right out of here. Stop recording that, you fuck.